can I give you 30 bucks to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I'll give you an instant $30 discount. That's 59% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body. And let me give you a $30 instant discount right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and get a $30 instant discount to save 59%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. We're talking about my alcoholism here. It's It's a sobriety meeting. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Star Wars Legends podcast, uh, emergency episode 16. I got with me John Sadler, as usual. John Tuttle. John Sadler. And we got got Amelia here, who's new to the show. But we won't get into Amelia's backstory just yet on how she got into the EU. We need to to knock everyone off the bridge here. Right. I come home and Dylan's like, we need to we need to make an emergency podcast right now. And I'm like, okay, I haven't I haven't had my daily twelve beers yet, so uh, we need to talk some uh, celebration news here, and that's basically what this episode is about. In fact, it's titled that. But uh, Timothy's the on. Secret title. The secret title is Alcoholics Anonymous. It's, mm-hmm. it's not really anonymous if I'm just saying I'm an. I have an alcohol problem, which I don't. Hi, I'm Jeremy, and I'm an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic, though. I just drink a little bit. Yes, but it's fun to tease you about that. I mean, I, I only have to function with al- at least five beers in my system. You know? <laughs> I should have known this would happen. Amelia would just derail us the whole time. <laughs> of course. Anyways, let's let's begin this this. Um, so Timothy Zahn's writing a new canon book about Thrawn. Thrawn's now in Rebels. It's like oh, everyone's just crapping their pants over this. I'm pretty sure at least five people have tried to jump off the Golden State Bridge, the Golden State, the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh my God. <laughs> I live in California and I got that bridge wrong. <laughs> But they probably fell in the safety net and probably getting eaten by seagulls. In all seriousness, that's more likely to happen than the blood to your death. Or they got caught by one of the bush, the uh, homeless bush people that's around the pier in San Francisco. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, uh, this I saw this coming like a while ago when the Timothy Zahn interview happened. You know, the one that Eric Geller tried to poison us with? You know, that douchebag, the king of the mole hole, as Matt Wilkins calls them. Um, People, you have to understand that Timothy Zahn's a writer, first and foremost. And he, Thrawn is his, probably, besides Mara Jade, his absolute favorite character. Probably a close second with Mara Jade. Um... 
And it he. I I don't. How do I even word this? Here. Uh, he he. The man's got to eat. What he loves. And he's he's been given this opportunity to do what he loves again, and he's he's stayed out of the whole canon versus non-canon debate as far as legends are concerned. Um. And yeah, he's he's kind of been vague throughout the past couple of years about where he stands, other than you know wanting to write again. And Disney's given back him back this opportunity, so he's taken it. Um, and that's not to be unexpected, really. That 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 opportunity arose, and he took it because one, he needs to eat and pay pay for his house and stuff. So uh, doing his job, yeah. And two, it's it's bringing back what he loves again. Uh, and that's that's writing the Star Wars universe, writing his one of his most beloved characters, uh, writing a very fan loved character. So uh, he's been given this opportunity. So should we be surprised that he took it? No. And you don't have Dylan brought up this point earlier before my computer crashed. <laughs> right, Comcast uh, decided to uh, sponsor, uh, be a great sponsor before the podcast even started today. So. Shows. Oh my goodness, my 13-year-old sister is playing Welcome to the Black Parade on the piano downstairs. I can't I can't hear it. She should bring <laughs> the piano upstairs so we can have music. <laughs> I am lazy and will not put music. She's like 13 years old, and every time any of my friends come over, she's like, have you heard of this band called My Chemical Romance? Oh, no. I may have vomited in my own stomach there, but <laughs> um, but he, he, people, Dylan said this best that they're in a stage right now where they're trying to barter with us. They know we want the old canon back. We want it to continue, and they're thinking, well, what's wrong? Why don't we try to take characters from the old canon and we'll put them in Rebels. We'll put them here. We'll put them there. Now, I had this horrible th feeling that Thrawn was going to show up in the Aftermath trilogy. and he's Oh, not. don't say things like that, Jeremy. Oh, oh because... Well, they, let me see. This, let me. I'm going to spoil the end of Aftermath. Don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my half an hour of review in... Uh, in one sentence, don't read it. But there's a character who shows up who's very sophisticated and seems really intelligent, and he's in shadow, and he's pulling the strings, and like, is this Thrawn? Is this Chuck Wendig's take on Thrawn? And then I then I realized today that Chuck Wendig probably doesn't even know how to read, so that was obviously not it. And um, reading spoilers, I am listening to Aftermath Life Dead on audiobook and it's heinous. Um, more on that near the end of the show when we get into what we're reading. But it's not Thrawn. And I'm kind of thankful. Actually, I'm very thankful that Thrawn has escaped trash like Wendig. But um, we're going to probably see several fan-favorite characters thrown in the... Um, the new canon. I mean, I'm shocked it hasn't happened sooner. I mean, well, I, I'm not because I honestly. Well, sorry, go ahead, John. Uh, 
they're gonna br- they brought Ahsoka back, but no. Well, she was already technically in the new canon because Clone Wars is considered new canon. I didn't think they would do this quite as soon because, uh, again, their original was we're going to throw it out for creative freedom, and they didn't do this for a while because I thought they were going to completely leave Legend, uh, Legends behind. Hmm. But I think it's now coming out that they know it's popular, so they're trying to work it back in. And it's not just with the Thrawn because... Uh, more new canon news, which we're talking about so much about new canon with this Legends podcast, but it is on topic. Um, Lucino had James Lucino has been announced to write the Rogue One prequel Catalyst, which is again they're trying to get the old authors, the old EU characters into the new canon to and try Tarkin, to placate us. The James Lucino's last Star Wars book, Tarkin, had a lot of references to the EU. Mainly, it was references to his previous books, uh, Cloak of Deception, which had Tarkin's backstories in that. Um, but also there's references to Darth Plagueis and maybe Labyrinth of Evil, but I'm not sure. Uh, but that's just the way James Lucino writes. He has the ability to just put all these things in his story, and it's beautiful. No matter what. I mean, Dylan knows this, reading uh, the... What was the, the Edge of Victory duology? Was that no? What was? What did he write? He wrote s- several. Uh, Agents of Chaos. He wrote Agents of Chaos, and then the Unifying Force in the uh, New Jedi Order. Which Agents of Chaos, by the way, if you've uh, read it, there's a scene in it, in kind of the middle of it, of the first book, where there's a meeting happening, and in the meeting, there's like six different characters from five different Bantam novels, yeah. who are all. Who are all working, you know, together? But yeah, and I, I, I have a feeling that James Lucino is going to bring more EU into this um, Rogue One prequel novel. Uh, just it, mainly, probably his stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll probably get some more Tarkin stuff in this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they've been saying from the beginning, ever since we got that announcement two years ago that uh, the old EU would be called Legends. We, they've been saying from the beginning we're going to incorporate stuff from Legends into the new canon, hence the term Legends, because there's le- that's kind of what Legends means. There may be, this may be true or not true. Um, so they've been saying that from the beginning. It's just, it's just not happened until now. So, I mean, this doesn't really come as a surprise. But that doesn't change what our goal is. Mm-hmm. We want the... Okay, so they're doing what they've said they've been doing from the beginning, that they've said they've been really actually doing from the beginning, and does that change our goal of trying to get the expanded universe continued? It doesn't, because, I mean, whatever your, whatever your opinion is on them bringing old EU stuff into the new canon, there's still a bunch of stories that have been left hanging. There's, there's the whole Dawn of the Jedi stuff, there's... Uh, sort of the Jedi, the gaps between uh, the legacy, the legacy era between the novels and the comics. Uh, there's a bunch of stories that have been left hanging, and you know, no matter what they incorporate into the new canon, there's still there's stories of old characters that have been left behind that we still would like to see, even if that's an alternate universe. And the goal of getting that continued has not changed. Right. Hmm. We know it's been happening. We know it's going to happen. This is a, technically a step in the right direction direction for them, even though so not the step that we want, but it's not the step that we want. We need to keep 
We need to keep on pushing. We need to keep telling them exactly what it is we want. We need to keep up the pressure, and they will cave. Yeah, but, but I think this is kind of a good sign because they've realized that, okay, there are some characters that, that the old EU fans really love, um, and they want to see them again. So they're starting to listen to us, maybe not as fully as we'd like, but this is a sign that they have they have received our feedback and that they're responding to it. So what do we do from here? We make it more clear that that you know what they're doing is that's great, and we're glad they're listening to us. And um, even if you're not pro Disney canon or um, or whatever, you can still you can still be like, okay, they're responding to our feedback. Great. We still want these stories continued. So you guys can do what you're doing. And also have this be like a completely separate timeline without interfering with, with the new stories you guys are releasing. Also, I, I need to add this in because there's going to be someone out there who's like, the Thrawn books are now canon. All J uh, Timothy Zahn stuff is now canon. Uh, no, that's not the case because, well, the Thrawn trilogy contradicts the Aftermath trilogy because he's Chuck As Wendell. well as The Force Awakens. Uh, as well, yeah, as well as The Force Awakens with the. Uh, <laughs> The birth of the twins in Last Command. That's, <laughs> that's kind of it's kind of a big flop. Unless they retcon it, that's like yeah, but only Jason survived somehow. Like Jaina somehow died, and they just decided to rename him Ben for some reason. His name's Ben, but I that isn't this rumor that the third aftermath movie of uh, movie book. Oh God, can you imagine if that was? Oh gosh, do not do not give me nightmares. <laughs> Uh, at the end of uh, in Aftermath Empire's end, Ben's supposed to be born. Something like that. I know it's going to have the Battle of Jakku in it. Uh, that's just from what I've heard. Which can I? May I just interject? This is being hyped up in their canon. Just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, in in Chuck Wendig's books, Jakku keeps on being messaged, uh, referenced with characters that we'll never see again. Um, New Republic Bloodline by Claudia Gray had um, said that there was a big battle on Jakku, like, oh, what... It caused shell shock and all sorts of PTSD <clears throat> the rebel soldiers, and it's like, God, it, it, it's probably going to suck. The yeah. hyping up way too much. I don't think it can be good. And if Chuck Wendig's writing it, uh Well, I mean, you know, they gave Chuck Wendig the... the uh, the Force Awakens comic adaptations. So, for some reason, you know, they, they like him. I don't know why, but um, maybe any press is good press, I guess. But and then you've read this. Another point on this Thrawn stuff is uh, you've read a lot of the new canon, Jeremy. I have, unfortunately. I think if you're uh, if you're excited for this, you should, and you've been following the new canon again. You should take a look back at what they've been doing with the new canon. I haven't read any of it personally, but I know Jeremy, who's read it, um, Matt Wilson, who has read it, and I actually watch all his reviews on the new canon. The one thing that, and then we've talked about this off the stream, but one thing is that they're afraid to do anything big. and a, They're afraid to tell you when stuff happens, why stuff. They're afraid to explain things. And the reason why is because they have two bookends on either side of the timeline when they write that they can't talk about because they're keeping it up for the movies. Yeah. Whereas in the original Expanded Universe, when it started in the Bantam run, sure, they couldn't go back and explore pre-A New Hope stuff, but they uh, at least had a blank slate. After Return of the Jedi. 
Right, they had a completely clean slate and a free realm after Return of the Jedi that they use and expand. In the new in the new canon, they don't have that. They have bookends on either side. They have oversight of what can be done. So there's certain things you can't write about. You can't write about Luke after Return of the Jedi. I think there's one story about him that's immediately right after, and he's in one issue of the Shattered Empire miniseries. Um, you can't write about. Ben yet Ben Solo, I, I I can't just say Ben anymore, because there's three Bens now in Star Wars, and two of them are canon. Well, one's double canon. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's canon in both. Um, but like there's certain there's certain things like this whole journey to the Force Awakens was an absolute sham. It didn't really go anywhere to The Force Awakens. Nothing was established at all. More was established with uh, Claudia Gray's novel Bloodline than anything that those uh, Journey to the Force Awakens books did. So the Journey to the Force Awakens weren't really a Journey to the Force Awakens. It's just, oh, people want little tidbits of Star Wars before this movie comes out. So here, here's a bunch of stuff you don't care about. But the thing was, none of it was... It was all right after Return of the Jedi. All of it. Aftermath immediately after Return of the... Actually, Shattered Empires immediately after Return of the Jedi, the comic. Uh, Aftermath's part of it set immediately after one of the many interludes that happen in every chapter. It, with the Ankle Biter Brigade, which is the cancer of my existence. That exists in Star Wars. is like the most disgusting thing. And space diapers, and a bounty, what? and a bounty hunter union. Oh, Amelia, Amelia doesn't know about the um, ankle oh, biter. Oh, this is a. It's another thing Chuck Wendig came up with in Aftermath. They they were, they were like Peter Pan's lost boys and little children that stopped the Empire on Coruscant. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. What? <laughs> 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 what the? I guess he's just trying to rip off the Ewoks. I don't know what's. It was like beyond Thunderdome status bad. I can't even. Hashtag white girl problems. I can't even. What? Hashtag every every Star Wars fan's problems. Um. Jeez. <laughs> well, before we get really far into this whole celebration stuff. Amelia, how'd you get into the EU? Okay, so... <laughs> we will um, forget if we continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, I actually uh, did not like Star Wars when I was a little kid. Um, I don't know why, it just didn't interest me. Um, until, I was, until I was 15, I was almost 15, um, my friend Steve got me into it. Um, and he was huge into the books. Uh, he, was, he just told me, like... Uh, I was talking to him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm writing this summary for a friend about like this this series about like about like Han and Leia's kids after like one of their children has died." And I was like, "And I had no idea what he was talking about." I was just like, "Star Wars." I recognized the name Leia, and I was like, it, "About it." Um, but I had already been considering watching Star Wars at that time, uh, so I just watched through all six movies, um, and I loved it. I w watched through them a couple times more to you know process all that information because I was like, "Wow." And afterwards, I was just like, I want more. 
So about three weeks after I watched the movie, I went to my library and just grabbed every Star Wars book I could find. Um, and that's kind of how I got into the EU. It was just anything Star Wars. Uh, I got into it. Um, and I kind of tried to try to figure out the timeline. Uh, tried to read books in order at first. Um, and at first I was like, oh, I don't know if I can read these entire series. Like, New Jedi Order. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'll just try and read, like, the key points of the story because there's, like, a bunch of books. Um, over the course of about two years, I ended up reading all of them. Um, read a little bit from every era. I've probably read, um, I've probably read a good 200 Star Wars books now. Um, but yes, this kind of is a summary of my life. Super ADHD, I find, I find stuff, go through it, find other stuff, and then go all over the place. I've jumped all over the timeline in no particular order. Um, I've tried to read series in order, um, but I've just jumped all across the timeline and have read at least a little bit of everything, if not a huge chunk of... I've read a huge chunk of most of the eras, other than, other than the prequel era. I've probably read a smaller chunk of that, but everything else I've read a humongous chunk of. Um, so yeah, I just got into it immediately because it's like, I love Star Wars and I wanted more, so I got into it. Um, yeah, I just go head first. There you go. All right, now that we've another had... another origin story of I watched the movies and then I found a book and then I just went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Pretty <Yeah>. much, <laughs> it works. All right, let's get let's get into some celebration talk. We already talked about Zon, talked a little bit about James Lucino. Well, well, we didn't really talk about this. So this book. This would be Rogue One Catalyst, which is a prequel to Rogue One. And it didn't have an author announced until yesterday. Until today, actually. Today? Was it today? Yeah. It was James, and James Lucino. Cool. Well, we knew this book was going to happen for a long time. Like, How long ago has it been since the book itself was announced? March. Yeah. And then it's coming out in October... And it's halfway through July, and it took them this long to announce an author for it? I think they probably had a different author, and they thought it was shit. I think they had a heir to the Jedi moment. and or, like, or an aftermath moment. Well, no, they like Chuck Wendig. I don't think... For what, some reason. I don't think what's his face for heir because to the Jedi. Because the people from the Mary Sue are like, well, he includes gay characters, so... Not like so did Karen Travis. So did technically Jude Watson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they weren't pandering to SJWs. Oh yeah, and Chuck Wendig's the king of the the SJWs in the Star Wars new canon movement. Let me tell He's you, like Karen Travis and Jude Watson, and and like the people who made Kodar, and they weren't doing it to like be like, hey hey guys, give us brownie points. We included a gay character. Look, there's a gay character. It's just like. You read it and it's like, hang on, is this, is this guy gay? Yes, author. Hey, hey, is this guy gay? Oh, yeah, they were Oh yeah, they were gay. Why do you say that? Because it's not important to the story. You know, Lords of the Sith, I think Paul S. Kemp did probably the best of the new canon with having uh, homosexual characters where it was... It, I, Disney marketed it as the first lesbian character in Star Wars, but it's like... It's one paragraph explaining this person's ba this um, uh, moth's backstory, and it's done well. 
I mean, there were some things. Yeah, I'm, fr and I'm friends with um, I'm friends with Paul Camp on Facebook, and he's written like with permission some a bunch of fans feedback about how that was really moving for a lot of fans because they felt they could connect with her, um, both male and female, bisexual, homosexual, all ends of the spectrum. Uh, we just we just felt like he really wrote it well and just humanized his character. Um, and I haven't read the book, but from from the feedback I've read, I've read, um, which has made him just really emotional. Um, it's he's, he just wrote this character as a human being who happens to be gay, uh, and people connected with that because because he wasn't like doing it for brownie points. It was he was writing a state of humanity that exists. It's like. You know, there are, mm -hmm. you, know, you have people, you, even in the sci-fi verse, you write people as people, so that means acknowledging different kinds of people exist, and that's kind of what he did from, from the feedback I've heard, and people connected with that. Yeah. And it wasn't, we didn't have a crystal star problem going on. Oh, I'm sorry, Geeks Addict, you probably threw up blood there. Right. Waru for president, you know. Waru 2016. Yeah. He's going to build a wall around <laughs> Disney. And make Bob Iger pay for it. <laughs> He's good yeah, at making like deals. Guys, you know, you know, I live in Texas, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not ringing up walls. Ringing up walls triggers me, guys. You're triggering me. <laughs> <coughs> Um, well, you guys can just, you know, leave. There was like a hashtag Texit thing. And, I mean, Tex there's a lot of Texans here. Like, guys, let's leave. Bye, Felicia. Uh, bad news for Waru's uh, campaign. He dropped several points because he was acquitted of those charges. Right. Yeah. Well, no, the, the charges weren't for him. They were for they were for uh, Matt Wilkins. Oh, that's his right. Campaign manager, Amelia. If you did, if you didn't hear, Matt Wilkins got into some heat for deleting a bunch of emails from Eric Geller. So uh, no way, shame on that. Um, <laughs> how do we get okay, on this so subject every time? Uh, yeah, the quota. <laughs> oh yeah, also. Uh, Dave Filoni, your Clone Wars sucks. Yeah, I'm just hitting the quota. Speaking of that, Ahsoka novel coming out. Yeah, this was announced. I actually liked uh, some of the Clone Wars stories. I didn't like how it trampled the EU, which was also canon at the time. Um, but I thought some of the stories were pretty good. Uh, some of them were a little too uh, pandering to the child audience without... Uh, without having the complex writing that adults could appreciate as well, but I think there are a lot of good stories. Um, but I didn't like how he's just like, yeah, screw the EU. Um, I screw the, canon in general. I like that cover. That cover really spoke to me. That Splinter of Mind's Eye cover scared the shit out of me. Oh, I love that cover. I love those covers. And Deep Filoni. Yeah, there's a... That's actually one we haven't... I don't think we've used. So there's a joke from the old Minox Nest of Dave Filoni loves covers because there was a panel he was at once where he was talking about the EU and that's all he talked about was covers. That's right. We have not... Someone, asked him, someone asked him like what he thought of the EU and then he went like a 20-minute rant about how much he loved different covers. But that's all he talked about. It wasn't so about the novels themselves. It was just... Read the books and had only seen the cover art and that's all he could comment on? Yeah, Exactly. 
Oh, yeah, Dave Filoni. He, he likes pictures, especially when they move. Right. Oh, man, I miss Minox. Where were we? Uh, thank you for your uh, celebration news. Well, we still got, we got, we're just beginning. Um, they displayed the, the, it looks like someone posted a picture, and it looks like they displayed the new Revan figure, I think. Does anyone know anything about this? Cause I, I've been looking it up, because I saw, um, I, I saw someone posting about that, so I've been trying to look it up to see if it's coming out. Uh, the last celebration update we had was that there was no info about the new Revan figure, um, didn't we but get it's coming. released uh, after, like, November or something like that? Like, after the Rogue One Black Series was being released or something like that? Something around that. That's what I think I heard. I don't know. I can't remember where I heard this, so sorry. I heard it on the Internet, which is totally a reliable source of information, guys. It totally is. You should believe everything you read on the Internet. You shouldn't take... You shouldn't... You, you it's should... on the Internet, Mom. See? See? I said, the internet told me Santa Claus is real. And uh, <laughs> I also read on the internet that black people love fried chicken, and that's like, the only thing they eat. Wow. That took a... That took like a vegetarian. That took a Minox turn. I'm in the Minox <laughs> mindset, because last night I found the lost episode of Minox Nest again. Oh, that's right. When we had the uh, interview with Mickey Mouse. Oh yeah. Wait, what's Monox Nest? I don't. I'm not familiar with this. Monox Nest is a, a podcast that was run by um. Uh, it was run by Tristan, uh, Tim, and Daniel, and then Matt was on it a few times, and then they didn't like, and then um, Tristan had a problem with Tim, and then Daniel, so we started guest hosting on it for a while, and then he got I, back with Tim and I Daniel. Host because I was the only one who edited the podcast. And, and then Tristan joined the uh, uh, joined all the seamen in the navy, so they uh, so Minox Nest is now defunct. It's now on permanent hiatus. But it was the most racist, politically incorrect, horrifying show. No, just nineteen and nineteen and a half. No, no, some of them were really bad. Like when uh, Daniel talked about how he got banned from Wikipedia for sexual harassment claims. Okay, it wasn't in his defense. It was not sexual harassment. I talked about how I almost got ran over by a car on the show. Uh, what were you guys smoking? Edward talked. To, well, Edward was on there to begin with. Edward talked about how Robin Williams was dead, and then everyone got mad that he changed the subject. And, uh, another time, Edward said that he could go his whole life without having sex. What? And uh, Tim made fun of him. <laughs> and then Josie talked about almost getting assaulted on there. And then Tim and Tristan proceeded to make rape jokes. <laughs> and... Um, Drunk therapy session. And then Tim told uh, the other John Sadler that um, that it asked him if he put dicks on Legos, and it was just like it was just the worst. Okay. It was it, it was a Star Wars podcast. Right. Ah. It was Star Wars Expanded Universe it was, podcast. It was, it's the reason it's this podcast exists at the time, and now we're the only. 
there can be only one. Right. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, we celebration. About Star Wars and the celebration, and we lost our train of thought because of train wrecks. Let's get into the Rogue One debacle. So Rogue One, they announced that they're gonna be like, "Hey, we're going to live stream the new Rogue One trailer." You know what they did? They didn't do that. I didn't hear anything about that. What they announced that? Yeah, there was a huge talk of it. And then people were like, we're going to live stream Rogue One trailer, and nothing happened. Rogue One trailer was supposed to be released on, um, well, yesterday, last night. It didn't happen. I was fucking irate. Because I got asked specifically to talk about the Rogue One trailer in this episode, and I couldn't do it. Well, we're talking about it now. It didn't happen. Well, I mean, kind of like the whole new canon right now, just expanding universe fans. It just didn't happen. Oh, or Wild Space. Wild I mean, they're probably going to release it eventually, but, yeah, that's like, you guys, we're going to do this awesome thing, and you're going to love it. We're going to do this. Oh, thing. oh yeah, who do you think they are? Who do, you think they, who do they think they are? Hasbro with this Revan figure? Yeah, seriously. Oh, guess what's canon now? Wild Space is canon in the new canon. Wait. Wild Space exists in the new canon. It's a thing. Now I'm wondering if they're going to throw other space in there. <laughs> Does that exist? Well, you know, it's for Unknown the first time regions. ever. Guys, Unknown Regions is now canon. Unknown Regions? Yeah. Well, um, oh, did you see that one, by the way, uh, from IGN? Someone had a screenshot of it that said Thrawn uh, once again is official canon, like, but the key word once again, once as again. in he was at one point canon. Oh yeah. That yeah. Was, that's IGN, by the way. The dumbest of internet um, news sites. I mean, oh my. No, I think I think Buzzfeed very much rivals that. Yeah, Buzzfeed's pretty bad too. Basically, but, anyone I, uses. I, I read their stuff for like. Just, you know, geeky list about, like, the best of or, like, stuff about cookies and shit. But then they get, like, political or they're like, well, this is why these people suck without... And then they, like, frame issues to, like, suit their agenda. It's like something but... happens and they'll take, like, the tweets of crazy nobodies and be like, look how much this side of the issue we disagree with sucks. It's like, uh, what? But can they write a sentence properly? Can BuzzFeed write a sentence properly? Because a lot of times they could, but they would make a they would make it a list. IGN cannot. It is awful. It is so hard to read their stuff sometimes. Gosh, I was reading a really bad article. Speaking of bad Star Wars anti EU articles, um, on how the Vong ruined the EU, and the person spelled the wrong. <laughs> I'm serious. And the entire that, was when, article? that was when I closed the article and I said, no. <laughs> this is immediately discredited because you well, again, the correct thing. Maybe if they actually oh. took the time to read, uh, you know, no, not no, just like the, the. It's not even like a your, 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 or two, 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 or there, 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 where it's just like there's three different spellings and you can use the wrong one. That's just like 
The. The. I don't know. It was bad. For the 50th time, uh, back to celebration news. Let's see. Uh, so Rogue One, DLC. there's report. Uh, Battlefront DLC got announced. Death Star DLC. We're going to have space battles in, Star in a Battlefront game. Holy shit. That has Didn't we never call that, that it would come out in DLC? Oh, yeah. Everyone called that. In that $50 a DLC that mm -hmm. season pass, um, you get to blow up the Death Star, I guess, or something. Um, two, the, um, the two heroes are Chewbacca and Bosk for the next DLC, and this is coming on the fall, I do believe. That actually makes sense. Another, They came up with another single-player game mode. Is it called Galactic Conquest? Oh, wait, they're trying to be original as... That's right. Oh, oh, God, that would be too difficult for them to do. They couldn't do okay. that. They have to make really simplistic games that are boring. Mm -hmm. Like, go to this... Like Wacko Wampa? <laughs> That's too simple. That's too difficult for them. Come on. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on. You can't do that. Didn't you know that Star Wars Battlefront was supposed to be Battlefield Hardline 2? And that's why it's so shit? Get, get it. So... Someone, someone, someone's like agreeing with me, like, oh yeah, Battlefield Hardline, what, what a trash game. But, but any Star Wars fans just clicked off. They're like, fuck you, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah, pretty, um, that's pretty much my life here, you know. So basically, um, Rogue One didn't happen. Ron is happening. Um, our mission has not changed. Well, there's a there's a two there's two more that are coming out. Uh, this is from um, Trav, um, uh, someone who is at um, within the movement who is at Celebration. Uh, talking, they were talking with people at EA, and uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic is going to stay around for a long time because uh, EA currently has a very firm hold on the gaming rights um, with Star Wars, and they currently have Drew Carpishin. Uh, writing like a shit ton of money, right? And they currently have uh, Drew Carbershin working on expansion stuff. So uh, the EU is still alive and well, at least in Old Republic for video game players. And then the other one, which we're still I have been on, free to play for three years. What? I have been free to play on that game for three years. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't played it at all, so. I tried to play it and then it wouldn't work. Hang on. What's going on? I don't know. She just uh, turned off her camera and muted herself. Anyway. We need to talk about Vote Jaina. Wait, there's one more. Th uh, should we talk about the uh, the Legends books? Oh, uh, yeah, we might as well. Sorry to so end on a about a, ba a no. bad note. No, we're going to end with Vote Jaina. So uh, I, I have to go do this. It tells you, like, the patriarchy or whatever. Can I read that note you sent us? What? Can I read the note you just sent us? Yes. Being uh, summoned to do dishes, hashtag sexism. <laughs> 
Actually, it's not that sexist because it was my mom who told me to do dishes. I was just being funny because... So hashtag um, child labor. Mm -hmm. I'm almost 21. Uh, stop contradicting me, will you, Dylan? Come on. I'm going to go dishes, do dishes before my mom gets mad. PRP. Go on dishes. Oh, my lord. Anyway. So we have a bit of conflicting um, reports on this. Uh, so this is still up in the air. Nothing's been confirmed yet. But it has been hinted that um, Legends books are now going to be out of print very soon. Now, when um, this is coming from a sales rep at the, who is working with Delray and who said that this was happening... When they asked the rest of the Delray people, they said, no, there's nothing confirmed about that. When they asked Jennifer Heddle, she also said, no, that's not happening. So a bit of conflicting sources on there. I wish I had more to say, but yeah, Legends books may or may not be going out of print soon. You see, I thought about this because Dylan messaged our admin chat the other night with this, and I got to thinking, what if they're just going to reprint the books and not have the Legends banner on them? That's a possibility. It's, uh, however vague that, uh, however thin that is, that that's a possibility. But it it's actually a good counter argument now for those people who say they're not taking your books away from us. Because, in a sense, what they're doing is taking books away from people who haven't even read it. Because one of the, honestly, one of the pros to Thrawn being included in Rebels is, as Brian sent, Brian posted this a lot, a lot of places everywhere. He basically said, like, if you're interested in Thrawn, check out this, and then, like, a list of all the uh, Legends books that Thrawn is in. As kind of a, you're putting this character into Rebels, into Rebels, you're making a novel, people are going to be naturally curious about this character and want to know more. They're going to find the Legends books because that's where all the backstory is on this character. They're going to read that, probably determine that the Legends stuff is better than the real stuff, and then get on the Legends bandwagon. Yeah. Oh, dude, they're just going to buy the shit out of Timothy. Timothy Zahn's book sales are just going to go up because of this. Right. Oh, he's going to bank all over again. Including uh, his new book, which, by the way, if you're watching this and you're part of the E-Rebellion, um, you, Jeremy, because I know you're going to do this, do not buy this book. Do not like get it. Like I said, I'll buy it when it goes on sale. Buy, if you're going to buy it, get it from a library or wait like a couple weeks. Exactly. Actually, That's what I do. No, you got... You got um, Ah, shoot. Are you talking about the Lords of the Sith thing? Because we cleared this up like months ago. I bought this several weeks after it came out. It was 20% off. No, you have you have the audiobook for Aftermath. That gets counted. You have... Okay, I'm going to finish the audiobook for Aftermath and return it. So we get it like... still gets counted as a sale. It still gets counted as a sale. It's the only one. Oh, my God. It's not no, like here I am sacrificing, and my co-host is just like, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna. I'm Dylan. I'm a fucking crybaby bitch. Cause Jeremy got one thing on time. Oh my god. 
Oh, speaking of crybaby bitch, you know what? On uh, um, an episode sixteen of Can Rants, that was Chuck Wendig's a crybaby bitch. Oh yeah. Hashtag. Call. Oh, should we talk about the uh, Tashi Station thing? Uh, go right ahead, because I don't know what this is. So, uh, our good friends over at Tashi Station, Brian and Nancy, um, love you know that who have said such kind things about the expanded universe movement and well and the whole bring back legends things on Twitter and social media for so long, you know, bless their hearts. They're recently um, upset at Amazon. Because for some reason, when they tried to make reviews of Aftermath Life Debt, their oh. reviews got flagged and taken down, as well as their reviews for Aftermath. It's really sad. It's really sad, um, actually, that this is happening to them because you know they're just they're Jesus just dead. Cats are fighting. I'm so sorry. Okay. Because they're just, you know, such great people. They've been so supportive. So, um, really a shame that this is happening to them, you know. Um, yeah. God, what if they're at Gen Con when we're at Gen Con? Oh, man, we're going to have so much fun. Um, what's going to happen is we're going to say, like, hi. Matt Wilkins and Gopin will say, hi, I'm Matt Wilkins, and he's going to, like, Attempt to hit the block button on Twitter, but like it's not gonna work because Mac doesn't have any social media, and he's just like, "You can't ignore me. I am everything." Uh, God, that sounded really gay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. Hey, not... we're trying to be PC here. You know, we've got the SJWs on us now. Oh God forbid, uh, the honky devil speaking right now. Oh boy. Honky devil. That's, that's just what I am. Any other aftermath news here? Um, Is there anything else we need to talk about? Ah, I can't find it anymore. Man. So great, these impromptu ones. Because, you know, oh, well, it's such a step off. down for how much uh, work we put into it. Oh, so um, a few old Star Wars games came out, came out on Steam. Oh, yeah, as part of the Steam sale. Yeah. Rebel Assault 1 and 2 are out, along with Rogue Squadron. Some really good games there. I'm waiting for them to put Shadows of the Empire on there. It won't happen because it would just make too much sense, like Marvel reprinting oh. Tales of the Jedi. It would just make too much money. They, they literally would not know what to do with all that money if that happens. Uh, they're probably going to because there's this it co a lot of times they go on this one website uh, like the X-Wing um, flight simulator games and TIE, Fies, um, game, TIE Fighter games TIE, Fi, TIE Fighter games mm -hmm. and they come out on Steam later so probably by December Shadows of the Empire will be out on Steam and I'll buy it because I gotta have all the EU games mm-hmm Oh, uh, apparently. So Lego Force Awakens is out. Oh yeah. Along and with uh, have you have you played it? No. I saw a Let's Play of it, and like I was curious because I saw it, and it didn't, and it looked like um, it looked like Return of the Jedi. So I'm like, what? And I watched it, 
And it's a 25-minute Let's Play of the first level of the game, which is all Return of the Jedi. And then they said the commentary is like, yeah, only about half the levels are... Less than half the levels are actually Force Awakens. It's just a bunch of flashbacks and other stuff. Yeah. Why they did... The, the, Lego's done this before. Do you remember Lego Indiana Jones 2? Uh, no, because I stopped playing Lego games after um, the uh, Star Wars The Complete Saga. Uh, Lego Indiana Jones is the next one. I played that. I liked it. Lego Indiana Jones 2 was... Lego Indiana Jones, but with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull as well. It's the exact same game, just with the fourth Indiana Jones movie thrown in. So six more levels. Mm-hmm. It was bullcrap. Um, and I checked out Lego games for a while there, and I came back when Lego Lord of the Rings came out, because it was very different. Mm-hmm. I played Lego Hobbit, but the thing is with Lego Hobbit, it had DLC. And that, to me, is bullshit. Lego games are for children. Children don't have money. Mm-hmm. That, that's just it's complete other crap. It's like Lego Dimensions, which is the absolute worst. Lego Dimensions should be, like, banned for being such a, a obvious cash grab. I think we talked about this before, and how we hate DLC. Mm-hmm. But I, I hate Lego Dimensions. It's the absolute worst with that. It's so expensive. It's it, like... It and Amiibos and Skylanders, they're all cancer to the video game industry. Absolute teetotal garbage cancer. Right. I completely agree. He actually gets triggered by it. Oh, like, I really do. I, it really pisses me off. I hate DLC. Like, he, uh, whenever he hears the words DLC, he needs to go into his safe space of his bathroom to make a rant about it. It triggers him so hard. Oh, it triggers him It triggers him harder than the, the word Waro triggers Matt Wilson. It, like it fucking pisses me off. Oh my god, I hate DLC, and it it really I didn't like DLC as a concept to begin with, but when Arkham Knight happened, it just made it worse. Like if you were gonna ask Jeremy what's his favorite DLC, that would be like asking Matt Wilson is Aftermath or Crystal Star better. I mean, I could honestly say it's like Mysteries of the Sith or something that was specifically an expansion pack. The game was done. Actually, you know what? Uh, Doom 3 Resurrection of Evil. Because Doom 3 is a complete game. Resurrection of Evil is just, hey, here's some more stuff. But no one completes a video game anymore. Arkham Knight was a broken piece of crap. Uh, Battlefront was a broken piece of crap. Hey, guys, I'm back. Oh, don't... We're talking about DLC now. Um, it, do, can you not make a video game on time anymore? Apparently you can't. You really can't. So you gotta, like Street Fighter V, for instance. You can't play as Guile in it unless you buy Guile. Not you unlock him, you know. 
You know, screw actually having talent in beating a game and unlocking characters. No, you just pay for them. Mortal Kombat 10, same thing. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Oh, you didn't want to just play as Batman? You want to play as, like, Batgirl or Robin? Uh, buy the DLC and you can do that. Oh, um, oh, you, you, you mean you don't want to play the same maps over and over again on Battlefront? Buy our DLC, get our characters, buy our $50 season pass. That's the worst part, it's the season pass. It's complete garbage. Oh, hey, little kids, you like Legos, right? Well, here's Lego Dimensions. We'll give you this ridiculous Lego toy that you can't really play with at all. Or even worse, hey, you, you like Nintendo? Try Amiibos. You know, you can get characters for Smash that you can't normally play, and you have to set them on the controller. Oh, like little dragons play Sky or uh, Skylanders. You got these toys that you can't play with because they'll just break. Same with Amiibos. They just break. You, you can't play with an Amiibo. It'll, it'll just break. It's just cheap. It's a cheap cash grab for an incomplete game. Don't you miss the days where, like, say you got Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. It's a complete game. It's a good game. And they're like, you know, what if we just did another story? We don't have enough to make a game. Why don't we just make an expansion pack? You got mm -hmm. Mysteries of the Sith. Beautiful. Uh, same, Doom 3. Great game. Great, freaky, really hard game. It's a complete game. You're like, you know what? Let's make Resurrection of Evil. That's a good idea. And you got that. It's a good expansion pack. It's almost a, a whole game. You know? But no. No, you, you can't do that. That's, that's no. stupid. How or, dare you? How dare you think in a smart way? Or, let's say, um, Age of Empires, where it's like, okay, it's been a year. Let's add five new civilizations, six new single-player maps, and a whole a single-player uh, campaigns, and a whole bunch of maps. And then 13 years later, hey, let's add five more civilizations, uh, more maps, and more units and uh, technologies. And then two years after that, hey, let's add even more. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's when like I can't remember. I think it was the first time I I saw this was in um. Uh, Gears of the well, first time I noticed it was in Gears of War three when the f when like the first expansion pack came out or the first DLC came out within like two months of it coming out and then it added a whole bunch of stuff and it got me thinking of why wasn't this in the base game it was obviously in the code for the base game uh, but it, it's not in the base game why you know and some there's going to be a couple people who watch this video who know me personally as a PC gamer. They're like, Jeremy, you are a huge Killing Floor fan and you have all the DLC. Why is that? Why do you have Killing Floor DLC and you hate DLC? Well, Killing Floor's DLC, they released a complete game. Killing Floor, there's nothing to Killing Floor. It's a, it's a six-player, what if uh, Left 4 Dead worked was better, and you had six players on a team instead of four, and you just did online uh, matches killing zombies. That's the game. Now, what they did was they added extra guns that aren't necessary. You don't need them 
to finish the game. But hey, it's fun to have these. Same with sk character skin packs. But they do all sorts of free updates where you get new maps. Free. And free DLC I don't have a problem with. Like, for instance, Battlefront's Jakku map pack, which had two maps, and that's pretty much it. And one game mode turning point. With, um, it was free. It was a little update. That wasn't a big deal. It wasn't awful. No, it's when you have things like the Outer Rim DLC you have to pay for, and you get a bunch of guns and stuff, and uh, characters you should have had in the game originally. Same with uh, the the Bespin DLC pack. Same with all the Arkham Knight stuff. It should have been in the game, but it's not. <sighs> but I'm getting all riled up right now. Let's get back on topic. Which topic? Uh, well, we were talking about Force Awakens, Lego Force Awakens. And how literally less than half the game is actually a Force Awakens. The other half is um, mixed levels from other Star Wars uh, movies, like flashbacks, pretty much. The entire first level is Revenge of the Sith. No, I mean, why? Why? Because Wait, why? Why would they do that? Because because there's not enough content. There's no. Uh, no, you could. Because people would play it and be like, "Wait, this is a New Hope all over again." There's maybe like five minutes of original content in The Force Awakens. No. The general switch, I wouldn't call that original content. I'd say it's kind of more of the, some of the conversations that were a little bit original. Um, hey, Tristan's online. Speaking of oh, combat. We're not. we are not adding Tristan. I veto uh, adding Tristan to this. I Tristan will not is. appear on this podcast here. Tristan okay, was an so old we're admin. Talking about how, like, the Force Awakens. Um. Well, it's the thing with the Force Awakens, it's it's a remake of New Hope. It really is. It's, and like, I get the you know paying homage to the nostalgia. Um, it just didn't stand on its own feet enough. It's J.J. Abrams just isn't that good of a director. He really isn't. He is a popular director who can market things really well. That's his talent. Right. Um, and even though they recycled that plot, I watched the movie, and to me it just didn't feel like Star Wars. And I couldn't really quite put my thumb on it. Um, I don't know. I guess it's how like, some of the scenes are cut. Um, it, like how the conversations are done. Because, you know, like in, in like George Lucas's Star Wars movies, you have like people having... Um, you don't come in on the middle of a conversation unless that conversation isn't important to the to the, the story or the scene, um, or you don't like cut out. You don't have people leave people hanging. Like somebody says something, and it's like, well, what's the other person going to respond? And then the scene cuts. Whereas they did that with the Force Awakens. So that's one thing that I felt um, how it wasn't Star Warsy because George Lucas has his own way of telling stories that's like very different from how how a lot of other a lot of other storytellers do. Um, but other than that, there's just a vibe about it that's like, you use the exact same story of A New Hope and managed to make it not feel like Star Wars, and I can't really place my thumb on what it, what it was. I can play devil's advocate here, because I don't... I didn't want 
the thing the problem with the prequels is they're the same. It's the same direct it's the same director doing the same choices in all three. And I don't like that. The thing that works in the original trilogy is it has different directors. You got George Lucas in the original, which in all honesty, looking at the I watched the original trilogy not too long ago. The weakest one when it comes to acting is the original Star Wars. Specifically, Harrison Ford's acting is not that great. And people are crucifying me for that. It's good, but... I think it's good compared to his other work, yeah. Yeah, and, and well, it was... But it still beats the Crystal Skull. Well, yeah, the part-time oh. thing. But we're not going to talk about that. But uh, we already did. <laughs> uh, you missed out while you were doing Damn your it. sexism work. But, um, like, with you had Ivan Kirshner on Empire Strikes Back and and Richard Marquand on uh, Return of the Jedi, and you had different styles. I get they wanted a different style in The Force Awakens. The problem is J.J. Abrams wanted to make a new hope, but a modern new hope full of CGI and gender, switching gender roles. I'm fine with the switching gender roles. Uh, I have no problem with Ray being the protagonist and Finn and uh, Poe. I, I like them as characters. I like them as characters. Um, the problem is it's the same plot. It's another doomsday device that this time it blows up multiple planets. Um, it's this, it's <laughs> no, no, the same exact plot, which people were so mad that the prequel had those poetry things, which ran, I'm one of those people who doesn't like that. Uh, have a movie be original. You don't need to have references to like, hey, I made this twenty years ago. You don't need that. I think I think um, I think the uh, the prequel trilogy did kind of overdo some of the nostalgia, but for the most part, it wasn't like, yeah, I'm gonna retell the exact same story all over again. I think um, I think there may be a few too many nods to the nostalgia, but it wasn't way overboard, which which that was the problem with the Force Awakens was it was like. Well, people liked the original Star Wars, so let's retell the original Star Wars. Yeah, like for instance, when Anakin gets his hand cut off and attack the clones, that was shameful. That's a shameful reference to Empire Strikes Back. Or the really weird Count Dooku uh, Anakin fight at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. I mean, I get that it had to be there, but why did it cinematically have to be the same as Return of the Jedi's climax? That's weird. Um, got Anakin blows up the uh, main control ship, just like how Luke Death Star. Jake Lloyd's heinous acting, which there's actually a scene cut out of that movie that's on the Blu-ray deleted scenes where Anakin lands the ship and they're like, who is this crazy pilot? And he comes out and he's like, am I in trouble? And I I, I think I lost five years of my life in a groan. It was so is it bad. like when the, uh, in the Blu-ray when um, Vader set, yells no as he uh, throws Palpatine down the... <laughs> that, that was pretty bad. We could talk about that. We could talk about the worst uh, special edition stuff. 
Like when they smell over The special edition, the Blu-ray re-releases, uh, the special edition, in my opinion, pales in comparison to what they did in the Blu-ray re-releases. No, because the um, the Luke falling in Empire Strikes Back and they dub in that horrible Mark Hamill scream as he falls down <laughs> the mine shaft. That's, I think... <laughs> that was so bad they took it out in the DVD release. But what's always bothered me about the special editions is that there's several scenes in it, and the one that's when you first see the lightsaber, uh, Luke Skywalker activate the lightsaber. If you go frame by frame, there's no lightsaber there one frame, and the next frame there's a fully extended lightsaber. Well, that's how they whereas had the, it at the time. Right, whereas in the rest of the movies, they actually extend out from the blade. But you're doing the special edition to touch them up and to get everything right. Why is that scene still the same? Why didn't you add the new effects to the old lightsaber to make it fit with the rest of the thing? But why do you have to change everything else? You know what's really funny, Dylan? I know a guy who worked on the special editions. I might have to ask him why that was a thing. I think uh, another shameful one on the Blu-ray release is dubbing over Boba Fett. Oh, with the uh, new guy? With uh, Django, the guy who played Django Fett? Yeah. That made no sense. Um, CG, the CG over Yoda in episode one, and he still looks like he's jerky like the Muppet still, but he's CGI, so he should be more fluid. That's bad. Um, there's there's so many dumb things in the special editions. Oh, covering R2-D2 and more rocks to the point where he wouldn't be able to get in there initially with his trash can body. I haven't seen any of the special editions other than, like, I think I saw the special edition of A New Hope once, and the Empire Strikes Back once, uh, Return of the Jedi once or twice. Well, I own so, the Blu-ray. Say special editions. I don't know what you're talking about most of the time, other than the references in the fandom, because um, my, for the longest time, my family just had the videotapes, like the 1994, 1995 videotapes. Yeah. Lucas editing, um, and that's that's all I had because for the long, it took my family forever to start replacing our videotapes with DVDs. Uh, we never got around to replacing the Star Wars movies with DVDs until I was like, okay, I'm going to get new stuff at Half Price Books. Um, the original versions on DVD. They're bonus features on the each individual DVDs. Right. I have that copy of Return of the Jedi. I found it at Half Price Books several years ago. So I do have Return of the Jedi uh, that has the original version, but pre altered on DVD. Uh, I haven't been able to find the other two. Oh, yeah. It does. It, it has the original songs. The original Yub 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 song. Which I don't mind the special edition one of those. Except yeah. the Luke. songs in Java's Palace though in the special edition are awful. Yeah. I it's... mean the original ones were bad. It's like these sucked. Here's something that also sucks instead. Why don't you just cut it out? It's called I don't know. you know what they called the track in the special edition because it's on the uh, soundtrack? Jedi Rocks? Yes, Jedi Rocks. And it's so oh, and that, all those CGI characters they added in, they look so creepy. And, and the thing is, one of those characters is in the background as the Muppet originally was in Return of the Jedi, and they forgot her feather. 
that she's wearing it on her head, and it's just like, oh no. And, and this caused me to hate the Max Rebo band forever. <laughs> you're you're uh, going to talk to your friend. Of course, we have the Who Shot First thing. That's the it, the number one infamous. That and the Jabba scene. Yeah. The Jabba scene. When it was originally just like the uh, the spaceport um guy. Well, what was his name? Well, it was Jabba. They had a stand-in for him. In the comic, because I'm reading the original Marvel comics, Jabba's a bipedal humanoid thing. He's a and man. Han Solo was like a lizard guy. Well, no, this isn't that. But <laughs> no, this is the original Marvel um, comics from 1977, the movie adaptation. Ah. I'm not talking about the Star Wars. That's a piece of trash. It's one of the worst it's things. It's entertaining to look back, though. It's not even the first draft, which is a lie. <laughs> a lie that a lot of people believed. It's several drafts thrown together, and it's incredibly incoherent. And I it, thought it was entertaining. I found it really drawn out because I picked it up every single every month for eight months. No nine because we had a zero issue because they needed they needed padding because they weren't done, and you can tell. Anyways, can you guys tell we are all ADHD here? Mm-hmm. I mean, could I, you imagine if we also had Alzheimer's? Oh man, how would we get anything done? We wouldn't get anything done. I mean, I mean, let's. We're part of Star Wars reviewers. No, nothing ever gets done in there. <laughs> to be honest, I have to do it if anyone does it. Hey, I do it too. Okay. I don't expect you to do it. You're busy. You know, I expect to do it, Django. You lazy bum. Do something with your group. You know, he doesn't watch these videos. He's too busy um too busy making trailers. He's too busy masturbating to trailers and shoving Funkos up his ass. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That escalated quickly. <laughs> Janko, I love you and your Funko addiction. It's really a problem, Django. Um, you, need, you, need, you need to I see mean, professional help. I mean, you made Dylan cringe with your uh, review of The Clone Wars because his nostalgia was slapped in the face. <laughs> <sighs> The Clone Wars video game is amazing, okay? I don't... Yes. 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 The Jedi the Jedi parts where you're on the ground are clunky and bad. But the rest of the video game is amazing. Oleg Keldromo makes a criffing cameo in it, and it's awesome. I don't care if it's S-Canon. It's awesome. Hey, you know... He didn't even finish the game. He's recorded a, his review and going like, I haven't even finished it yet, but I played a fair amount. Amelia, what? I'll never be on this show again. <laughs> <laughs> what? You guys are worse than me. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, you haven't heard the after show yet. Oh. Which, um, if we ever recorded the after show, um, yeah. Tristan would want to be a part of it immediately. And then Tristan and I would get drunk together. And then we yell oh. at each other. And then you would attempt to go upstairs and completely fail at it. Oh, God, are we talking about getting that drunk? <laughs> oh, that was so, good. back to the topic at hand. Uh, Wait, whatever uh, we were talking about. 
Well, we have a actually we have what we're reading uh, questions and then vote Jaina left. Okay, let's get into what we're reading. Vote Jaina. We'll, we'll get we'll make sure to throw vote Jaina at the end so you have something to remember from this video besides our PSA at the beginning. So you can skip the majority of this video. Right, the entertaining part. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll start with our guest. What are you reading? What am I reading? I'm reading about 15 books right now, but right now I'm kind of focusing on theory. <laughs> By the way, I am, like, legitimately ADHD. I have inattentive type ADHD. So I can never read one book at a time. I'm always reading like at least eight and jumping around through them, mainly focusing on maybe like four of them. And then like there will be a few that I don't touch for like several years and probably will never get back to. Um, but right now I'm kind of mostly been focusing on theory because I've been rereading Legacy of the Forest for the last summer. You're rereading it? So you've uh, read it before then? Yeah, I first read it in like 2010, 2011, okay. so it's been a re really long time. Okay. Um, and I hadn't read Fate of the Jedi yet, so I was like, okay, I should probably brush up on this um, before before reading Fate of the Jedi. So I'm rereading yeah. it, and I'm on Fury now, and Jason slash Darth Titus is an asshole. Yeah, that's that's the book. That's the Really, it starts in uh, two books before that in Sacrifice, when you're really just like, yeah, he. You're, what are you doing? And then by the time you get to Fury, you're just like, I hate you so much. You're feeling. Is this the one where he kidnaps his own daughter and like nearly kills Tenoka and doesn't like even? Know I know. Him. By the way, spoilers alert. And but... he like, yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. Jeremy has not read it. He kidnaps his own daughter from his ex-lover. Um, gets away in his ship and, and holds like, her hostage. That like nearly kills. Nearly, nearly kills Tenaka. Um and then like he's he's being a psychopath and he's like oh yeah if you don't give me all your ships I'll kill our daughter which you know nobody knows other than them that it's their daughter and she's like I don't know if he's telling the truth or not um, and everyone's like what the fuck Jason and they just found and everyone just got on his ship using using this annoying lizard things that like block the force. I don't even know how to say their name. And then Everyone got on the ship, and so he only knew Leia was there, and they all oh, realized uh, the they're, they're called that. They're and called then, like, he goes to the space battle while, like, both both Corellia and all the Jedi are trying to attack him, and, like, his daughter is, like, having this panic attack because she's feeling all these deaths in the Forest, and it's like, and he's like, I, oh my goodness, he's a force Oops, sensitive. Sorry, sorry. Wow, Oops, sorry, I'm a psychopath, sorry. and all these people are killing each other because I'm a psychopath. And it's hurting my four or five-year-old's feelings. Ow, ow, ow. Wow, who knew that being a psychopath would negatively impact a five-year-old? No, and, and then he goes that and is like, okay, this is bad. Let me just keep using the dark side, which will scare her even more. Right. She's like, I, I must sacrifice everything for, for destiny. Destiny? Um, Jedi do stupid things with children, too. Anyone read Jedi versus Sith? Where they bring children to a war zone? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I yeah. still want to know if those lightsabers, those little little baby Padawans had in Attack of the Clones, were the actual lightsabers, or if they were practice sabers. They were practice sabers. They established this in Jedi, the Jedi Apprentice books. Oh, okay. Thank you. They, actually, they can burn themselves, but they they can't cut their hands off with them. Good. Right? 
Which is also yeah. why in a Revenge of the Sith, when Anakin, you know, attacked the younglings, they were pretty much they were really defenseless because <laughs> that's all they had. They have your lightsabers; they'd be able to defend themselves anyways. Of course, in the novel, uh, Mace Windu says that before they leave to confront, uh, that the older, the oldest younglings have been armed, uh, presumably with old lightsabers. So, which is why uh, George Lucas's son in Revenge yeah, of the Sith. Yeah, he was like. Is it down a couple of the clones before mm -hmm. he gone down? Which, if you're yeah, a fan of lightsaber forms, is, if you're a fan of the lightsaber forms, is probably the best live demonstration of Shi Cho in the in Star oh Wars medium. ended of Return of the Jedi, where like everyone's a Force ghost, and then Anakin's all like, "Yay, reunion!" And then all the little Padawans, the baby Padawans, show up, and they're like, "You killed us all when we were children." <laughs> Uh, yeah, he did so that. Then like, awkward this is. And then, again, back to Legacy of the Forest, like, he's flow walking back in time to know what Anakin does, and he's like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. This is such a bad idea. I'm going to do the same thing. Father's mistakes. <laughs> like, I will and, never... he... and then, so, so in theory, he has this conversation with Leia where she's like, you are worse than the Emperor. And, and he's like, well... You, you've been a criminal all your life, technically, because the emperor was the established government, and, and they, were, they had legal authority. And he's like, yeah, and Leia's like, yeah, because they changed the law to suit their means. And she's like, you're, you're, you're horrible. You're... And he's like, well, well, I'm following the law, so you're a criminal. That's the cool thing. That's the thing I like about Darth Kytus, is he believes he's doing the right thing. And he is the true definition of lawful evil. Yeah. Oh. I think he's a very interesting and complex character. He's also a dickhead. Oh, yeah, yes. he's an asshole. I, I will not argue that. I mean, he poisoned Mara Jade, so he could win. <laughs> no, not only did he do that, but he made her think that she was attacking Ben. to get has, So she hesitated long enough to uh, get the dart in there. That was sacrifice, yeah. Sorry, we're talking about Fury. Anyways, yes. Um, How is Luke doing right now? Luke he's, isn't. Uh, he's, still, he's still in the recovery stage. Uh, he's he's a little bit better. Um, but in this in this battle where like the Jedi were like attacking and attacking the Anakin Solo, um, Luke did feel like emotional because his wingmate wasn't Mara. Um, mm -hmm. And so he has this moment of like he's like he was doing fine except that he was being reminded once every three seconds that it should have been Mara trailing behind him. But then again, I mean, Amelia, you're also reading you're reading it fresh, and I read this I read this series not too long ago, but this is when you start really seeing like the gloves have come off, Luke. <laughs> like when he's like not taking anything anymore, like in his final fight with Lumaya. And then with, uh, are you at the part when he has the conversation with, uh, with Jason, and like, um, oh. no, um, the one at the beginning of the book, no, um, I'm somewhere in like, where am I? I'm trying to think what just happened. Um, oh, this is a spoiler podcast, people. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing is a spoiler alert. Alright, because I won't um, for this. Stuff is going on. A I, bunch of stuff is going on. You've read this before, right? 
Yeah. Read this before. Read six years ago. Yeah. Why is it Jaina against Jason? Besides, we have to have brother sister PvP. Why what? Sorry, can you repeat that? At the end, uh, an invincible. Why is it Jaina and it's not Luke? Uh, this is well, okay. Split off. Why is it Jaina and and against Jason? At the because. End? Luke is still, like, too emotionally compromised to be able to take down Jason, and he's scared of what he did to Lamaya in, like, the vengeance kill, that he doesn't want to go after Jason after he finds out that Jason, uh, um... And then, if you take away, uh, everything, all the training Jaina and Jason have been through, Jaina and Jason, at their core, are equals. They're twins. They're, like, yin and yang. Um, especially now that Jason is, is a Sith and she's a Jedi. Um, so add to, added to their Jedi training, okay, so they're still equals. But then Jason's had all that, like, five years of just traveling the galaxy. No one's really known where, what he's done, what he's seen, where he's been, what all he's learned. Jason oh. has the potential to become, to learn more. And um, it's actually, I actually recently read the part in Fury where, where Jag... Jag Fell calls Jaina out on on her fighting because she's brutal and she just like she just like nearly killed him uh, in a fight in like a practice fight. Uh, Jaina nearly killed Jag in a practice fight because he beat her or he outsmarted her and she like just got all emotional and then he called her out and he's like you're thinking like a Jedi. Um, you're gonna need to you're gonna need to fight like someone who hunts Jedi. Um, and so that's what eventually leads her to to um, train under Boba Fett because she knows she can learn something that Jason doesn't know or okay. Titus doesn't already know um, and have the potential to to outsmart him or defeat him. And, and they bring Boba Fett's family into this, right? Karen Travis? Yeah. yeah. Well, they've been in the well, series well, from well, the beginning. His daughter was killed by Titus earlier on in the series. Uh, wasn't that in betra Was that in Betrayal? So I, I think of, it was in Bloodlines. I can't because did I read? Next family doesn't really show up outside of Karen Travis's books in this series. Well, of course, because they're Mandalorians, and that's mm -hmm. Karen Travis. Yeah, I think it's just Karen Travis's books, and then Invincible are the only time they actually show up. And Invincible only because it's the uh, like end and yeah, it's, it's the everything. yeah to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's like every one of the Legacy of the Old Force authors has like something they love focusing on, or characters they love focusing on. And for, for Aaron Alston, that was, like, Legend Tealies and, like, uh, all the pilots, especially X-Men pilots. Uh, for Karen Travis, that was definitely Boba Fett and all the Mandalorians. Um, and for Troy Benning, it was sex jokes. Yeah, and that's all their specialties right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this series is I uh, it, I read it immediately coming off New Jedi Order and it's pretty dark. It's not as dark as New Jedi Order. It's not as galaxy like if we don't win everything's going to be bad. It's it's going to it's back to the storytelling of I I say like the Banson books where if we don't win things are going to get bad. New Jedi Order is things are bad. Uh if we don't win we're all going to die. And then this is if we don't win, things are going to get bad again. But it's more, it's more character driven. It's more character driven, and it's more like a family ties, and really with not only uh, solo family and the Skywalker family. 
without making it be this ridiculous soap opera, family drama. It's right. very it has that still it still has that Star Wars complexity of good and evil and um, decisions because the, ultimately what Star Wars is is about mm-hmm. people making decisions. Um, and again, and earlier in the series, of those decisions, and so you definitely see a lot of that in the series. Mm-hmm. And there's great scenes like early when Han and Wedge are like gearing up for a battle, knowing that their own daughters are gonna be flying on the other end of them, trying to trying to kill them, and like mm-hmm. that like realization of uh, the house is really divided. Um, couple more questions here. Kytus is the only Sith at this point, right? Technically, yes. Technically, but in, in the Fate of the Jedi, you have the, uh, what are they called? The like, last type of Sith who get introduced, I think. I'm not and the one Sith are mentioned. They're around, but they're in hiding. Uh-huh. And they don't agree with... Who knows he's not powerful enough yet to uh, overthrow everyone. Has um, the moment where... the there's some characters that land on the planet with the one Sith. Has that happened yet, or is that Fate of the Jedi where that happened? That's Fate of the Jedi. Okay, I thought it was. Because I'm not aware... the one Sith, but like the Lost Tribe. No, the one Sith aren't until like the legacy comic books. Yeah, I believe, that's when right? they really start taking shine. But uh, they're in this. Uh, Alima meets the one Sith, and then they're kind of mentioned here and there in passing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I encountered that earlier where Lima met them, and then, uh, what happened? No, Lima met some, like, Darksiders, and then, like, killed them all. Or am I getting that mixed up with something else I read? Maybe. I know Lima met the one Sith, and then she, like, bargained with them, and then, like, they let her go for some reason. But they said that, uh, uh, Vergier and Lumaya had met with them, but they didn't, but Crate didn't like their plan. So they were kind of working on their own, but they knew of. But Lumaya and Virgir and um, the one Sith knew of each other, but they just didn't weren't working together because they had disagreements. Oh, you know what it is? It's um, I'm, I was getting it mixed up with like this alliance. Um, oh, I had recently yeah, been yeah. reading that, and like one of the one of the one Sith uh, was hunting down like the holocron of an ancient Sith lord, and like there were darksiders in this cave. I don't a, remember all the characters' names right at the moment. That was what I was getting mixed up with. But like, there are a bunch of darksiders who had been breathing off this dark side energy for like centuries, and um, they'd never been outside the cave. And like, this one of the ones Sith comes and like just kills them all. Um, and then like, tied. this Sith gets revived and he kills them. That was a really good storyline. I love the legacy comics. Well, I don't. I like that story in there. Yeah. See, now we have two people on this show who like Legacy. You know, that's fine. It's not my. Civil War. It's not my. It's not my favorite. I, I like Kotor more. He, again, he he. You keep saying Legacy is bad, but you haven't finished it. You haven't even gotten the last fifty issues, and you haven't gotten to War, which is the best War miniseries Dark Horse ever did. I don't want it. Not right now. I'm going to read it after I finish The Road to Crucible. Anyway, back to what we're reading. <laughs> after a 50-minute Legacy, Legacy of the Force discussion. Oh, uh, one yeah. question. Darth Titus is, is sucks. Darth Titus is horrible. I, I do have... Yeah, his daughter is still like a hostage of him. 
-hmm. he hasn't told her yet, which I, I know it's in this book that he tells her uh, that he's he's her father um, before she gets rescued. Um, he's, he, she's a hostage, and she kind of realizes this because, like it mentions like earlier in the book, like her mother's like, okay, if anyone ever takes you in, in like, and they're saying like they're protecting you from in my place, there's like this special word. And she's like, and Alana's realized Jason hasn't used the special word. What do I do? And so there's like this panic. She has this childlike panic throughout um, the book of, well, like he's a friend and he's protecting me and he, he's, he's a good person, but there's all this crazy stuff going on and I'm feeling all this death and what's happening. Um, so I know that comes up later on in the book because I, I read it like six years ago. Uh, where she's like, finally, she's like, see what's going on, and then he, he reveals to her that he's her father. Um, so he kidnaps his own daughter, and to everyone else, uh, she's a hostage. They don't realize that he actually kidnapped her for his own personal reasons, because he's like, I'm going to kill her if, if the Hapens don't give me, like, everything they own. Um, yeah. Basically, you never really know if he would or wouldn't, because you don't know what he isn't capable of, or, or what he is capable of. Because I would he, he loves Alana, and that's mm -hmm. very evident. But would he do it if it was a political? Would he do that if he, he would get the political advantage? I would say no, he wouldn't. Just be just after reading Invincible and how. And how much of a crisis it was that Alana's life could have possibly been in danger at the end mm -hmm. to him. I think that there was that was the one straw. He could have he could have killed Tenelka if he had to. Yeah, I think I Alana. Think, I think he would have if he. I think. I think after after Inferno, I think he he was fully capable of killing Tenelka. It would have. I think it would have completely destroyed the last bit of Jason inside of him. But I think he would have been capable of it. But I think the Alana was the one thing he was fighting for, the one reason he fell to the dark side. That would be the only thing that he would never harm. But that's just my opinion. Has Dalish, Admiral Dalish shown up yet? I think she shows up at the very end of Invincible, right? No, she's in Revelations, I think, is when she first shows oh, okay. up, and then she's okay. around yeah, in Invincible. Yeah, like I said, it's been like five, six years since I've read these, so... Um... Because I know what's coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm reading that right now. I guess it's a good segue. Uh, I yeah. am reading uh, Fade the Jedi Abyss. So, you know, stuff is happening. Um, things <laughs> are bad. Do I want to get into spoilers? Because uh, I don't think I've... Millie hasn't read... You haven't read Fade the Jedi, I haven't have read you? I, and, like, I kind of know some of the details of what happened, but I've, I've tried to avoid too much, even though I know like a shit ton of details. Um, All right, well, things are bad. Go ahead. <laughs> you know. Go ahead. You know, I already hate you, so you can't make me hate you more. Who, who me? No. What did I do? I, I really know you, Jeremy. I, I, hate, I, hate, I hate John. Uh, John Sadler? Yeah, I hate him, too. <laughs> Amelia, why do you hate me? What have I ever done to you other than I corrupt you? I don't actually you? hate you. 
other than corrupt you to the ways of the uh, give us legends. Yes. I was already a psycho stabber before. Just oh, kidding. No. I have never stabbed anyone. I've never killed anyone. I'm actually I'm actually very much a pacifist. But if I ever snapped, beware. <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, it's be kind of become an inside joke uh, in one in the chat with uh, myself, Bill, uh, Brian, and Amelia, who's in it now, that we just like have an obsession with stabbing things. And we always we keep changing the chat name to like be various jokes of stabbing. A couple months ago, we kept you um, making parodies of the Star Wars movie titles with jokes of stabbing, like a new stab. Um, the stab strikes back. Return the stabbing, um, and then we've just gone completely wild with it. What's what's the group chat's name right now? Hang on, let me. See. Phantom stabbing. Uh, well, it's something uh, that we can't talk about right now. Foundation. The stabby was stolen from us. Yeah, it's called the stabby was stolen from us right now. <laughs> we change it every couple of days to be a new joke about stabbing. I think at one point, at one point, I changed it, and I was so proud of this. It was called a uh, what was it? It was Stab Wars, Stab by Stab by a uh, new Stabby Order, Stab by Stab by Troy Stabbing. Yes, I remember that. That was awesome. God, <laughs> oh, you people the worst. Yeah. So. And then we sent gifts of each other of like to each other of like, um, it's a meme of Futurama of um. Uh, the one psycho bot, like going back and forth yeah, with the knife, and it says stabbing. <laughs> we use it like ten million times a day. No, no, no. So the, this is how I fit into the whole stabbing thing. So Dylan messages me one day. I I don't know if it was privately or on our admin chat of Star Wars reviewers and Cross with the Omniverse, and he's like, um. Do you guys? Any, I I looked up stabbing memes and it's taking me down a dark path. <laughs> I'm going down a path I can't follow. Yeah, a stabbing. So, um, so a couple months ago, I changed everyone's name in the group chat to be like um a Star Wars character name. But most of them had like stabbing jokes in them. So there's like, are you um, Dylan? Are you Ben Stabwalker or are you Cade? No, I'm I'm Cade Stabwalker. Bill is Ben Stabwalker. So mine was Tahiri, just Tahiri. And the other day, was it you? You changed my name to Tahiri. They stabbed my boyfriend, Vela. And then you changed it again, and it's um, uh, Tahiri's stabby lightsaber. A oh, lightsaber of stabbing. Oh, Tahiri's lightsaber of stabbing. Yeah, um, one of our one of our admins. I can't remember who it is, but one of them is Corin Badass Mother Cripper Horn. That's Bill. Uh, that's Brian. See, I've lost track of who is who because these are just the, the names that show up whenever they whenever they talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm easy to remember because I'm the only woman here. Story story of my geek life. Um. Oh wait, that's right. I'm not supposed to be able to talk to you. Whoops, that joke fell flat. No, we yeah. already. We already <laughs> so, yeah, all our names, like most of our names, have a stabbing joke in them. Uh, Dylan, we make jokes about stabbing like every two seconds. Dylan, you learned how to talk to women last podcast when we had Reader on here. No, that was two podcasts ago, and Reader hardly ever talked on that podcast. <laughs> 
that's true. She was overwhelmed. She's new to the EU, so she was a little overwhelmed. But imagine we had like approximately twelve million people on that podcast. Oh my god, I had way too many people on there. It was fun though. Yeah, I think for now on the max we'll ever do is five. Well, we'll try to keep it around three or four. That wasn't bad. I could do another ten. We should have Alec on here again. Oh my god, We no. should have the entire stabbing stabbing admins involved in, in one of these. And, and Alec in here so I could have a drinking buddy, even though he can't drink. So, Jeremy, what I are you reading? I'm reading a couple of things right now. Well, I'm listening to Aftermath Life Debt and rethinking my life choices. So let's um, go home and rethink your life. I know you have a. I know you have several firearms in the house, but you know there is a. Um, uh, life is still um, good, worth living. You know. There's wonderful things to live for. Yeah, well, it's like um, stabbing people. Yeah, seriously, um, I'm reading the Marvel comics, the original Marvel comics. I, I'm on issue 17 of those. In the, so I'm still in the first omnibus, big Marvel omnibus. And I'm reading Darth Bane, Path of Destruction. That's a really good book. It is. Um, it really, it's a lot more graphic than I thought it was. He bit off mm -hmm. the dude's thumb. Mm-hmm. It, it's, That's it's, it's kind of uh, between PG-13 and rated R. Um, I, I'm at the point where Star Wars stuff. mutiny. And, uh, He's going to attack the uh, uh, comm station on his own terms. So I'm not yeah. that far in it. It's a good book to read when you're angry at someone. Twist, then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't make me use the force tool. Okay, so one time, like, about a year or so ago, when a certain... Um, Special person who who will uh, name him. Darth, Darth Grocer is his special name. Special is a word. Was like, um, I'll give you a hint. Never mind. I, I'm just, I, I'll just tell you guys who it was. Um, he's like, <laughs> I, feel, I connect with Darth Bane because my father totally hates me, and this guy's like 13 or 14. Um. He's like, my father hates me, and so like they connect with all that rage and emo, sickness, kill everyone. It's like... <laughs> Almost, he's actually slightly worse than Darth Harasser, a.k.a. David. Who's Darth yeah. Harasser? Wait, never mind, I don't care. David. David James. I'm trying not to gossip about people here, so I'm like avoiding names. Oh no, we have a we have a certain people who we just like who uh yeah we just talk about. I hate uh, he treated Dylan like crap, and he should have been. Yeah, you hate you actually hate him more than I do, and I was the one that had to deal with him for six months. Well, it's because of how his stupid passive aggressive letter he sent you. But he should have sent it to me. I was the one that said things. Blame the right person, asshole. Anyways, we were talking about how Jeremy is reading Path of Destruction. Yeah, I'm on a Path of Destruction while reading Aftermath Life Dead. <sighs> Self-destruction. Maybe explains my alcohol. I hear that it's 
that it's the general consensus from what I've heard so far of Life Dead is it's better than Aftermath, but it's still full of Wendigisms. You see, this is the thing. I honestly want to say it's worse because it's full of Wendigisms. It's like he didn't learn. Well, he did learn. He there hasn't been an interlude yet. I'm a couple chapters in. There hasn't been an interlude about characters that we'll never talk about again. But here's the deal. He starts off with a character running on Jakku because Jakku's being hyped up for the big battle of Jakku. And Jakku, 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 Jakku. And Kujaku. And, you know, Jakku. And he, it, the boy runs. This is how it starts. The boy runs. He's barefoot. But he runs. And it doesn't hurt his feet. And he runs. He runs. Because the boy runs on the ship. And he runs. And it's like, shut up. And then it, it cuts to the, the, the book. Cuts to the actual story. And it's so stupid. Just don't... I don't want to read it, but I have to. Is Aftermath Empire's End going to be a canorant at this point? Uh, it might be a, a video of me just dead on the floor. Like, I'll have, like, a family member take a picture, and they'll be up for 20 minutes in a video. <laughs> and it's just me dead, surrounded by beer bottles because I drank myself to death. What, what are you fanning at me with? <laughs> no, I'm hitting myself with Invincible because you were talking about Chuck Wendig. Oh, jeez. This is... Chuck. I, I, think, I think you Even probably you don't like more brain cells than me hitting myself with, with this book. Even though you don't like Troy Denning? Wait. I didn't say I don't like Troy Denning. I, I'm saying I think he has issues. Yeah. That's a callback to a conversation. I think a lot of his contribution, uh, contributions to the Star Wars universe were amazing, but I think he... Um, I, was, I, was, I was telling the stabby people the other day, he makes more sex jokes than a 12-year-old boy. Now, Chuck Wendig just puts on full-on sex in this new Aftermath book, apparently, according to Geek's Attic. Well, I mean... I'm looking forward to the first porn Star Wars book. Well, I mean, there's a scene in Invincible. Um, oh, yeah, where, like, Leia's a dominatrix or whatever? No, not that scene. Uh, the scene with Tahiri and, and um, Ben. Oh, my gosh, that pissed me off so much. And, like, when I read it, I was, like, 15, so I didn't really, like, process how much it pissed me off until, like, later on when I was, like, 17. I was like, what? That bothers me, and I haven't even read it. Well, she's like 30-something, and Ben's like and fucking 14 like, years old. And she's like trying to... Yeah, Ben's a kid. I mean, he's probably the luckiest kid ever, but I mean... No, he has a, He actually doesn't go for it either, because he realizes what she's doing, because she's trying to get information out of him, and... Mm -hmm. Oh, that's even worse. Oh, that is. Yeah, he's like 14 and she's like 30. No, 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 no. <laughs> and see, that's what made him rage quit, guys. That's what made him rage quit. No, what made that's him rage quit was something. He rage quit said that. 
this disappointed since no one did that nine sent me that nine eleven video. <laughs> Where you literally hung you really said no. You hung up this you walked away from your computer and somehow hung up the Skype call and then Nolan and I are just like, I think we broke Jeremy. I had to go upstairs to get a glass of water and sit with my mother. Oh my goodness. <laughs> drink my water. Anyway. Back yes, to... what happened in Invincible and it made me so mad. Oh yeah, and I recently like read someone's review of one of the Fate of the Jedi books where they were like really bothered by this one scene with like Ben and like the Sith girl because it was like borderline abusive. Um, and I can't remember all the circumstances of it, but he was being like super controlling and like, um, and they're like alternating between like flirting and like abusing each other, and it's like, what the fuck? They're like sixteen. But well, again, Ben has not had the uh, most stable uh, adolescent years, I should say. If you've read um, they were at war when he was born. Exactly. In the worst war that galaxies ever and then had. His, and then his nephew, then his um, cousin, made him like want to actually be, you know, use the force again. But you know, then has him go off and starts assassinating people and tortures someone in front of him to death. Yeah. Did he actually kill anyone? I can't remember. Yeah, he kills people. Which explains why Luke and Ben go off. Yeah, he's a. Uh, he's kind of. He kills, he kills people. He's had a bad life. <laughs> yeah. Ben had, probably has the absolute worst life of an EU character post Jedi. Yeah. But anyways, this person was, like, ranting about how it was very abusive, and then, like, nobody talked about it. It was just like, okay, this happened, whatever. I mean, well, he is sleeping with the enemy. Literally. They turn her, though. And then they, un and then she, like, betrays them. Yeah. But well, anyway, this is getting into real spoilers here. Yeah. Uh, uh so should we uh should we uh, answer Dark Snovia's um novel of a question? Oh, sorry, Amelia, you have to be a part of this fu fucking Darth Riddler's <laughs> goddamn twenty-part question. And Dark Snovia, I really enjoyed your video where you destroyed all your new canon books and threw them in the garbage. It was hilarious. I was laughing while in the bathroom, and my coworkers thought there's something wrong with me. <laughs> I just couldn't stop. Um, so his first question, what do you think is worse, the Hobbit trilogy or the prequels? I have not seen the Hobbit trilogy, so I cannot comment. I gave up on the Hobbit trilogy after the second movie. I was like, I'm going to kill something. And the third one had no plot. It was war porn. I, I didn't watch the third one. I knew I couldn't. I was like, after the second one? Okay, see, look at it this way. The way most of the, the Tolkien fans feel about the Hobbit is how I felt about how they treated the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So when The Hobbit came along, I was fucking furious. And like the second movie was like, I'm done. 
I, I am using black magic and resurrecting Tolkien from the dead so he can murder Peter Jackson. Um, obviously, I'm not that psycho, so I didn't, but I was fucking pissed. See, I'm the same way. Uh, I, I do enjoy the Lord of the Rings trilogy on a basic level. Um, and I've talked with about this. What are you guys doing? Stop. Uh, because we've, we, we're all Tolkien, except for Dylan here. <laughs> The, for the Hobbit movies, took like they were they butchered characters from not only the Hobbit but the Silmarillion as well. Really bizarre. Um, it's just there are no characters from the Silmarillion in the Hobbit. They don't have the rights to any of those characters. But they reference they make characters that are similar to the Silmarillion characters in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, they did try to like plagiarize it without actually. But they did the same thing in Lord of the Rings. I mean, they took. Aragorn and Arwen, it's Baron and Luthien. Well, th their story is meant to parallel that story, though. Aragorn and Arwen's story is meant to. Like, if you read if you read the appendices of Lord of the Rings, um, and you read, like, the Aragorn and Arwen's story, it is it is very parallel to it. So, I mean, that wasn't without, without, uh... It's just so bad. That's the reason, reason the worst parts of those movies. Yeah. I haven't watched the Lord of the Rings movies in about eight years. For seven years. It's been a while since I saw them, too. I think I saw them all right before I saw the last Hobbit movie, so it's been a couple. I've not seen them in seven years. No, so I was, like, 13 when I last watched them. 13 or 14 when I last watched them. Mm -hmm. um, they piss me off. I don't think they're horrible movies themselves, but... As, as a book fan, it's like they just took the story and used the rough outline of it. The Hobbit, they just completely went off the deep end, and I was like, bye, Felicia. Let's throw as many CGI crap as we can on the screen. And that's can we not talk we... about this right now? I, I don't want to get mad. But, but by far, it's the Hobbit trilogy's worse than the prequels. Okay, yeah, let's leave it at that. Then. The prequels had a lot of good stuff. Yeah, they, they were crappy quality... A lot of bad, but there's also a lot of good. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think there should be a vote of no confidence in Dave Baloney regarding his involvement in continuity, uh, the convoluted BS known as the Clone Wars and Rebels? There already has been numerous times. Right. I think Tristan like, had what, the first one. We've been saying that ever since they brought in the Mandalorians to the Clone Wars, right? You know, secretly yeah. I think Leland Chi did, and then no one listened to him because they were paid off. And then Leland just she just said, you know what, screw it. I'm just gonna let him finish it, and then I'm gonna fix everything later. And thank God for that fantasy flight um, core rulebook for Force and Destiny, because boy, did that fix everything. It really <laughs> did. Um, what? What else? Uh, so next question. I know I asked Matt about this, but how drastically different do you think the Star Wars Expanded Universe would have been if Anakin Solo had lived and it had been Jason that died in Star by Star? Uh, do you think he would have fallen victim to the dark side? No, because the, their I think original... I Anakin Solo was inherently pure um, and uncorruptible. Uh, I mean, no one's like completely beyond corruption, but I think he had this inherent purity about him that... Um, and not like it really in like a religious or spiritual sense, but like in the, he's, he was just composed of goodness. Mm -hmm. And like, yes, he had his flaws and made mistakes, but I think at his core, um, 
he was someone who just had this. It's hard to it's hard to put my fingers on. I think there's a really good Jaina quote about this. I'll see if I can find it in my million quotes on my page. Uh, I'll get back to you if I can find the quote. Here's well, what I, think I believe would have happened. Jaina would have fallen to the dark side. Yeah, that was their original plan. That because that was the original I think plan. Had Jaina would have become. And uh, Anakin would have had to step up, and I believe eventually Anakin Boa would have been the, uh, the Grandmaster of the Jedi Order. That was the plan, actually. That was the plan to make um, Anakin. You know, they only created Ben because they knew they were going to kill off Anakin. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, they, Ben was actually created because they're going to. They knew they were going to kill off Anakin because originally the plan was for Anakin to take take on the helm of Luke. And once that became evident that they were killing off Anakin, right, they needed right. to have someone else do it. And so that, that's how Ben that's how Ben was conceived figuratively and literally. <laughs> well, actually that's not going to the whole literal sense. That's that's a total whole different conversation, but anyway. Well it's implied. It's not like in tattooing ghosts when you literally have like a moment when like, yeah, that was probably when the solo twins were conceived. <laughs> yep. Wait, really? I haven't read again. Back, again, back to the Troy Denning. So. <laughs> part of that boring book, according to Tristan, I do believe. <laughs> again, uh, fourth, so fourth question: How different do you think the Star Wars universe would have been if Jar Jar Binks had been a dark Sith Lord the whole time? Let's not get into this, please. Not at all. I don't want uh, to talk about that stupid. Yeah. Fan theory, for the love of God, stop pulling me out. Fifth question: How uh, how would a Star Wars movie be like if uh, Zack Snyder directed it? It would basically be 15 minutes of actual like uh, actual in time um, filming, but the slow motion that he would do would drag it out for about two and a half hours. And daddy issues. Everyone would have daddy issues. And, and nothing would make sense, and people would have. The same people's moms would have the same names, so that way, like, when they were about to kill that person, they'd be like, "Why'd you say her name?" Ah, sorry. Batman versus Superman. And, yeah. Oh my goodness, that movie! No. <laughs> All right, next question. If you had to read a book before you die, but only one, would you rather read Aftermath or Crystal Star? Crystal Star. Crystal or just Star. Yeah, that's easy. And then seven. I there's also some, there is some good stuff in the Crystal Star. I like the family dynamic of like the solos because they're like practically babies, but they're still badass. Yes, I like that. Thank you. Thank I like you. How, uh, the Crystal Star um, is reminiscent of a book. <laughs> I like how it was written by a literate person. Yeah. No. All right, you may not be answering this because it might be too much, but um, where's the stupidest moments in Clone Wars that just made you facepalm when you watched it? Oh, Jesus. Anytime Zero the Hutt was on in the in an episode, every time Ahsoka did something, every time Ahsoka fucked up and st ended up on top, was it cringeworthy? The, uh, oh, God, let's see. Um, it's been years since I watched the Clone Wars. The, I've got it. This is really picky, and really picky, and really stupid. But the scene 
with Kit Fisto when he goes to Grievous's lair and they think that's Dooku, but it ends up being Grievous. There's a scene where Kit Fisto blinks. And where it's already been established that Nautilans do not have eyelids. Oh, that's right! I it's the stupidest thing ever. It's But it's the one oh, thing of Clone Wars that, that bothers me more than anything else. Um, let's see. Remember I have... that to me, like, who had, like, half-human kids? Yes. It's like... That's bad. That was already established that they can't reproduce together. Because it is biologically impossible. Just look at their anatomy. They're not even in a whatever. You just look at them and you know, incompatible. Incompatible. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Let's see. Um, the hut. I don't know. Um, what the one I remember is there was like this episode towards the end of, of the Clone Wars where like Ahsoka's leaving these little kids on um on Elam to get like their lightsaber crystals and they're like eight years old. And several of those kids sounded like they had a bad cold throughout the entire episode, and they just had the most annoying voices. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, and so it's been a while since I've watched The Clone Wars, but I remember being like so annoyed throughout that episode. The absolute worst in that show is not Ahsoka, it's not Zero the Hut, it's not Stinky, it's not... They're, they're all terrible. It is a scene in the Mandalorian storyline where Obi-Wan straight up says, I would have left the Jedi Order for you to the, the Queen of the Mandalorians. Queen of the Mandalorians? That that phrase itself is... And, and that's again. not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And, and, what, and uh, the guy from Death Watch, the leader of Death Watch, is like about to kill her, and Obi-Wan won't attack him because he well he loved her or something which didn't make sense and then Anakin comes up and stabs the dude in the back and then Obi Wan's like oh Anakin like that's that's okay <laughs> Anakin straight up I think it's the it's the Jen Sarai who says this about the whole Satine thing with especially um, knowing the backstory from the Jedi Princess series of Siri Tachi that retcon turns Obi-Wan into a noble figure who gave up essentially his one chance at a love life for the order for the order into a womanizer who's afraid to commit that just having that one extra character because it's the same exact storyline they they put it over and over it's like okay here's uh, other Kenobi's other childhood love that he couldn't that he picked the Jedi order over oh man it's such a thing I don't know. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That's actually it's even worse. But yeah, but he already had one of those. That always got me with that episode. And this is right around the time I think I stopped watching because I came back and I think I watched for a little bit because I'm like, what are the Mandalorians doing in this? Because <laughs> this is before I read the Karen Travis Republic Commando novels, so I didn't really. Because last time I heard from the Mandalorians was Jango fed open seasons when the Jedi slaughtered all of them. Like, all of Jango's clan. And I'm like, oh. And then Jango takes out Death Watch, or cripples Death Watch. They, they, they fight, he fights that guy to the death. And I, I'm like, oh, I guess that's the end of the Mandalorians as a kid. Not really reading that part of the EU. And... And, but knowing that Anakin, because in this, can we stab the Clone Wars? Yes, we 
can. I will actually allow you to keep that joke <laughs> going on. But um, the thing with it is, okay, Anakin's committed several atrocities at this point in the Clone Wars timeline. Starting, he murdered, he slaughtered all the Tuscan Raiders in Attack of the Clones. He choked that guy on Jabim. He almost killed the Shade Het. Oh wait, he also tried to bring up that Jedi who was dying. He tried to save her, but horribly murdered her. Mm -hmm. and, you see, the timeline's so fucked up at this point. He and what he did to the yeah, Techno Union oh, guy. Oh yeah, and and the whole um, my powers have doubled since the last time we met, Count. And um, the, the, like, yeah, you but mean, you mean you mean two days ago? Yeah, seriously. He but, keeps fighting Count Dooku. It's like you can't keep doing this. You see, Filoni's Clone Wars could have worked if they used um, Count Dooku's Sith acolytes that were established in the comics. That could have worked. And like, That's they, why I can't reference other people's material because I'm better. I mean, they brought Quinlan Boss, who was a big part of that Sith Acolyte storyline in the, during the Republic comics. He, Quinlan Boss shows up, and he was actually one of them. Uh, but the thing is, like, oh yeah, he tortured Ventress and knocked her eye out, which that Filoni ignores that too. Do you, do you remember? Did you ever? Did either of you ever read the Republic comics? Uh, no. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I didn't actually read much of the prequel era. There are there are not really many books in the prequel era I got into. Um, Let me just say, because of Dark Horse, the the Clone Wars were absolutely brutal. It was, it, the, the whole goal was to be um, war is hell. And it was just, it was absolutely gritty. Jedi died left and right. They established people you really cared about. And they died. People you knew from previous, uh, from earlier in the Republic comics just went to the dark side and joined Count Dooku. Uh, it was, it was Awful. I, it I was guess. basically the New Jedi Order of the comics, pretty much. Because it came out right after that. Yeah. Well, kind of during the end, kind of during the end of New Jedi Order, this was happening. Uh, you had Dirge, who was a Jedi killer. Ventress was a Jedi killer. Dirge threw someone in lava. Like he legit picked a, guy, a Jedi up over his head and slammed them into lava and let them melt. Oh yeah, also another Anakin atrocity, he threw Dirge into a sun. That happened. That's, but that's what finally killed Dirge, I think though. this guy needs anger management classes. Who, Anakin? <laughs> Wait, was this Anakin you were talking about? Sorry, I lost... Yeah. yeah. Anakin, Anakin needs a, a lot more than just... Um, <laughs> he needs to be locked I think he away. Needs to take, like, yoga um, and, like... Drink lots of tea. Um, I can't even. He just oh god, he just did horrible things. All he did a lot of them because he thought Obi Wan was dead. That's a storyline <laughs> at one point. 
Uh, Jabim. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was just... Penis. So... Yeah. We've been going for two hours, and we still haven't talked about Vojana. <laughs> uh, do we have any more questions? No, that was the last one. Okay. Vote Jaina. Vote Jaina. Vote Jaina for uh, Black, uh, Black Series. Yeah, it should come out. We actually should get the fan poll by the oh, 18th, Monday, which right? is Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've been... Okay. Someone was asking me about that earlier on my page. Um, so, yes, in answer to the question, that person's question, yes, the- it will be released on StarWars.com on Monday. Um, and according to most of the fan sites that released that uh, released their list, their six, t- their top six finalists. Most uh, Jana was on all of them, right? All the sites that was. Yeah, I actually have the numbers right here. Uh, myself and uh, some others, uh, Brian Federal. Uh, shout out to you in the um, who did a lot of the grunt uh, work on this, as well as um, uh, I forget his name, but um, someone in the alliance who found a lot of these as well. We have, of the 19 places that had to vote, we have all but three of them. Or, sorry, 18 places, we have all but three of them, so we have 15 of them. We compiled all of the uh, the list together, and we were counting, telling them two ways, either by number of um, appearances on the lists and weighted appearances. So the higher up in the list you are, the more points that you get. Going by the number of times that you're in the list. Uh, Jaina Solo is currently in the lead with nine appearances. The next one is a tie between Hera, who they've announced is going to be a character anyway, so she's not going to make the final poll. Starkiller, Darth Talon, and Mara with seven. Lando is at six. And then the next Gamorrean Guard is in five. Uh, And it pretty much all drops off from there. With Ray, who they already have a fig, and Grievous, who they already have a figures for at three, and Dengar's the next at three. If you took, if you take a look at weighted list appearances, where you basically get six points for being the number one on a list, five for number two, and so on and so on. Jaina is in the. Jaina is at forty-seven at first. Star Killer is at thirty-four. I'm all these numbers, my brain's gonna explode. Please Mars just tell at, us. Please just use regular people language. Mars at 26, Talon's at 24, Hera's at 24. Again, she's not going to be in there. Uh, Gamorrean Guard and Royal Guard are both at fit. Oh, sorry, Lando's at 21. Gamorrean Guard and the and the uh, Imperial Royal Guard are both at 15. Basically, what all that means is even with the three unknowns that we have, there is no mathematical way. That Jaina, Starkiller, Mara, and um, and Darth Talon shouldn't be in the final in the final six. Okay, so um, we're gonna establish a hashtag after this podcast. It's gonna be hashtag Jaina Solo for Black Series. So post that all on your on your pages and your personal social media, in, your Instagram, oh, in Snapchat, MySpace, Twitter. And the reason, and the reason of the four characters that we're going with Jaina is a few things. Uh, one, she is a badass motherfucker. Yes, but the big one is with the EU characters. As many as we have, uh, there's a 
possibility that if we don't promote one character, there'll be a split vote, and we'll eventually be counting, canceling each other's votes out, and one of the non-expanded universe characters will win. Jaina Solo in the Alliance is the most popular character as she won the March Madness poll this year. Not only that, but she has the Legacy of the Force um, film team promoting her, so we have another um, thing that we can milk to. I guess milk isn't the best word, but we can uh, coordinate with. So, what? Reach out to. Yeah, reach out to and help and with this. And so. they've been pushing for a Jaina Solo figure as well. Um, can I interject here? There, what? There was an, a Jaina Solo figure a long time ago, and it's one of the most expensive action figures ever. Mm-hmm. Was it was it uh, was it Black Series though, or was it wasn't that something else, the Japanese style one? Yeah, it was something else. Jaina, it was um, during the 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Because we have a whole bunch of like, there's a Revan from that time and a Malik and right. And again. Uh, part of the thing we have going for us is that the scalper market is going to be very heavily pushing the expanded universe characters because they fetch the most of all the action figures. So we have them. But the other expanded universe characters, Starkiller is immensely popular because of the video games. Mara is immensely popular because, uh, we said in the front, uh, um, she's one of uh, Zahn's two most important um, favorite characters who are heavily featured. Talon's going to be... Uh, Big on there because as well because non-EU fans are like Darth Talon. Yeah, and then Lando, who is high in the list, um, original trilogy collectors have been screaming that they wanted a Lando comp um, uh, figure for years now. Royal Guard is, I guess, big, and Gamorrean Guard, the collector market, has been wanted because he was a finalist last year, and they want the Gamorrean Guard so that they can do custom stuff with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, um, you all should vote Jaina. Mm-hmm. Um, we should just, you know, um, all stab stab need a flashlight. in honor. Stab a Sith Lord in honor of, of voting for Jaina. Well, I mean, That's she could pay Kytus in half. But she did stab him at the beginning of the fight, so I guess it works. Yeah. Again, Spoilers. This is our spoiler podcast. It is, and I'm having technical difficulties. I can't see either of you. My window went down, but I'm still on the call. And we're still live. And we're still live. I don't know if we can be not live. This is going to be the second Trainwreck podcast where uh, you uh, drop for some reason, and then I think that the call I drop, so I just have two minutes of dead air before I realize that I'm actually still on the air and you dropped as I try to salvage and one-man the podcast. <laughs> and then you come back and then it just ends randomly. Dylan, can you send me a link? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I can't get in. I don't know why. All right. My computer's being a pile of dog crap. <laughs> this is really entertaining. Sense you in Skype. Oh, man. What a train wreck. Why do we do this again? Why do we keep... Why are we... What, what is our life? Oh, thank God. That ended me in. Oh, my God. That was awful. Okay. Oh, my windows... That was really entertaining because you were, like, freaking out and we could totally see you and hear you just fine. <laughs> I couldn't... I could I had no window. 
none of my windows are working on my tool, my taskbar. That's because you're using a Mac. No, I'm not. I'm running Windows 7. And I have a PC. It, it was bad. That was awful. That was embarrassing. Anything else? Okay, guys. Okay, guys. So, if, if you didn't learn anything else from this podcast, at least you learned. Hashtag Jaina Solo for Black Series. Yeah. Vote Jaina. And don't be... And don't... And be... And be calm. This isn't the end of the world just because uh, Zahn's making another, writing a book with about Thrawn for the new canon. Yeah, and our goal, our goal about trying to get the old EU continued has not changed. Basically, those two things are the reason we recorded the podcast. And I'm Judas, a honky devil, and um, you should hate me. Right. Right. Actually, I don't think Amelia knows this, but um, when he bought his copy of the first Aftermath, he actually got, um, as part of uh, uh, rewards, 30 pieces of silver Lords with of it. Sith. Oh, that was Lords of the Sith. Okay, sorry. I, I forgot, but yeah. He got as part of your uh, rewards from um, uh, Lucasfilm 30 pieces of silver for it. So. And a copy of Snow White Diamond Edition on Blu-ray. <laughs> 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 okay, everyone. I think we should end this year, but um, yeah, vote for Jaina, stab a Sith Lord in honor. Um, I'll, well, I'll stab Darth Harasser and Darth Grosher. I, I, I won't stab anyone. Metaphorically speaking, I would never actually stab someone. Yeah. Why? He's going to stab me on our trip to Gen Con. Oh, yeah. Check us out. If you're going to be at Gen Con, win a date with Dylan. Oh, my God. We're not doing this. <laughs> I'm going to try to convince Dylan. Please end, please end this right now. Please, please. Matt Wilkins, myself, Mikey from Saturday Morning Samoflange. You know, he's not coming. Or he's he not going to be with us. He's not going to be with us. End the podcast. Yeah, let's end it. Okay, vote Jaina. Vote Jaina. Vote Jaina. You know, have a nice day. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.